Welcome to Making an Impression, the sketches with the brilliant Alistair McGowan and Hannah East. We live-streamed the show to YouTube and Facebook, had a lot of fun doing so, and it should still be available on the Making an Impression YouTube channel. In the show, Hannah explains how she tells her kids off as Sean Dyche. Scary stuff. Uh, Alistair nails Piers Morgan and Philip Schofield, having done neither before while Hannah's first attempts at Holly Willoughby and Kate Fleming in our Line of Duty sketch are equally wonderful. Three sketches in all, loads of impressions, chat, insights and anecdotes. Enjoy! Say hello, first of all, to uh, Hannah East. Hannah, you you were on the show uh, three or four weeks ago, and uh, I was certainly blown away by your unbelievable male football manager impressions, not least Sean Dyche. Let's get down to Sean Dyche. Okay, so, um, you know... uh... Let, let's just go into it then. I thought I'd have scared you off last time because I thought it's just a, a bit of a weird concept of woman just speaking like a Sean Dyche of all people. But, you know, he's, uh, he's been working really hard at uh, Burnley and, you know, Turf Mall is banging on a Monday night, you know, and uh, the lads have been have done really well. And he wanted Aguero, but uh, Aguero's not keen to come to Burnley. You know, it's uh, a real shame for the lads, if I'm honest. But, yeah, there we are. <laughs> it That's sounds like the kind of vocal you know kind of gymnastics there that i i just would scare the life out of me because i do i do sean as a kind of a semi a kind of squirted out of a tight throat you know it's just be you know talking like that a bit more bit more sort of whispery like like that you know and it, yeah. To me, that is as, as far as I dare go with the growl. So what, uh, where, where are you finding that? that so I'm finding growl? it a bit a bit higher. Really- a bit higher up in my my throat so it's very similar um to uh yeah it's it's um it kind of happened once I was telling my kids off and uh I said no don't do that Bradley come here I said come here and my husband was like oh my god you sound like Sean Dyche and I was like well like Sean Dyche from Burnley and then it just kind of progressed from there and uh, I think my husband was a little bit intimidated to be honest so were my children and it works so if ever they're naughty stop it now we've had enough then uh, they'll stop. It's brilliant. <laughs> well, this is great but stuff. I, I mean, I, I, I think it's interesting how sometimes a voice comes out of nowhere. I started doing Jeff Goldblum, and I, and I don't really know where it came from, but I, but I noticed myself going, ah, ah, yes, ah, ah. and it turned into that, ah, very, yes, very good, ah, sure, ah, ah, ah. and I, so it came from me just going, ah. I wasn't yeah. trying that hard to <laughs> to find it. Now I can't, I'm obsessed with it. Um, but look, let's let's move on before we get too deeply into uh, the production of voices, particularly growly ones. Let's <laughs> say hello. I'm sorry, he's been sitting there patiently uh, waiting for an introduction, and it is, of course, the brilliant Alistair McGowan. Alistair, how are you doing? I'm fine, and I misspelled my name because my typing is a bit <laughs> weird, clearly, on the, and it didn't auto correct. So I'm now Alice Satire. <laughs> I have discovered that I can change it. Now, just watch this little bit of magic. Oh, um, it's upsetting me. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, 
well, you've got oh, there we go. A in there now. We've got an extra. It's, oh, oh, wow, no. Hang on, we're, yeah, we're still not yeah. quite there. We're not quite there. <laughs> we're still not quite there. Let me, take the other yeah, let me just. I once saw my name misspelled set with seven misspellings by a, a man who was waiting for me to pick me up in a car. There was How seven am I doing? Incorrect. Yeah, that's better. That's perfect. <laughs> well. Uh, finally, we've got the real Alistair McGowan. Alistair, we uh, you've been on the show a few times. What have you been up to? In because we're sort of you know we're kind of edging. Uh, I say edging mm-hmm. out of uh, lockdown, although we might be edging back into something. But have you you know have you managed to get things going in on the performing front? I've done about two or three Zoom gigs, and I do a regular voiceover for a. Uh, a well-known betting company uh so that's been going on but uh yep. otherwise no i'm looking forward to getting back to uh, this new show that i do which i'm doing in litchfield cathedral on the 16th of july which is looming mm-hmm. uh which is when i combine my stand-up comedy and impressions with playing 13 or 14 pieces of classical piano music which is a bit of a bizarre experience <laughs> for all concerned but <laughs> yeah uh, i think it's the only yeah. show in which anybody's ever gone from playing george gershwin to doing an impression of roger federer within a breath <laughs> i may be wrong <laughs> it may be the first show when uh, a piece of debussy has been introduced by somebody Doing an impression of Harry Kane. I might be wrong. Maybe, you know, a lot of top cut pianists, you know, doing an impression of Harry Kane before they start playing a piece of piano music. I don't know what they're like, but, you know, that's, that's the way that I do things. And uh, it seems to work. It's a bizarre idea, but, you know, it, it does work. It is a bizarre idea. I, I, I had a friend many years ago, a friend of mine who's uh, was just solicitor, this chap, and his son, extremely well brought up young man went to a very uh, very posh public school mm. and um, he played violin to grade nine i think but he was also on the schoolboy books of qpr as a goalkeeper mm. and i thought this is such an odd bit bit patrick bamford that isn't it it's a bit that kind of <laughs> yeah uh, fish out of water slightly too well- up a crust David be... James, apparently, uh, I read about him this weekend in the paper, and he's yeah. got a, he had a show on Scala FM. I don't know if it's a regular show, but he's doing a show about his love of classical music, and he was saying about how difficult it was for him when he was in goal for England, and you know there was a talk of let's get a playlist, and he wanted Beethoven's Ninth Symphony on there, and they were going, <laughs> you can't have that, you know. But uh, it's just as valid as any other sort of music, and just as inspiring. Uh, so yeah. uh, it's really pleasing to hear that. Uh, yeah, it's not exclusive. And that's what my piano show is all about, really. I make try yeah. make it as accessible and understandable. And it's still emotional, you know, or more emotional because I take the short pieces, not big, you know, sonatas or whatever else. I've only been playing for yeah. five, six years, so I can't play those anyway. I'll urge everyone to go and see your show. Where where can they get tickets? Oh boy, I don't know. Uh, the usual internet <laughs> thing. It's called it's called the piano show. So it's my name in the piano show. And there's one date in Litchfield, which is sold out, I believe, in July, and then the rest are October, November, places like Hereford, Malvern, Tetbury, uh, Exeter, Norwich, uh, Chipping Norton. I can't remember the rest. That's about it. Look that up. Go and see the show and uh, see Alistair. Uh, what you need to do, of course, is play the piano as Harry Kane. Um, <laughs> rather, rather With than... your chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mean. I know. Yeah. Nasty. Um, well, look, what we're going to do, I think we're going to get underway with a sketch. And this is a an interesting one. It features uh, Roy Keane. Okay. And Micah Richards and a Sky Sports Sky Sports as a Sky Sports presenter. Now you would think <clears throat> the Sky Sports presenter would be played by Hannah East, who is a Sky Sports presenter. But in fact, Alistair is going to play the Sky Sports school. I cannot say Sky <laughs> Sports presenter. Um, and Hannah's going to play Roy Keane, and I'm going to play Micah Richards. It's uh, a sketch by someone called Kate 
Lipson. That name might ring some bells. Anyway, it does, certainly does in our house. <laughs> Kate is my youngest daughter, and she's uh, she's quite a good writer. Yeah, we like her. Um, so this is uh, Sky Sports Studio, and uh, away we go, Alistair. Welcome back to Sky Sports. Ahead of the new season, clubs have been releasing their new kits, so we decided we'd do a little review of our favourite ones. Micah, Roy? No, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> I told you you wouldn't. I told you. No, we're supposed to be talking about football, not handbags. You don't think then, uh, Roy, there's any correlation between looking good and playing well? No, back in my day, if a lad had a pot of hair gel, it would out the window, not the gel, the player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all changed now, though, isn't it? I mean, I was speaking to my best mate, Raheem, uh, and he told me the boys are always checking their hair before they go out. You know, maybe a little cologne? Cologne in a dressing room? In my day, if we saw you with a stick of deodorant, you'd be stuck it up somewhere else, all right. Oh, <laughs> I love a bit of dressing room banter. Uh, nowadays, you know, some of the lads use a bit of concealer, you know, if they're having a bad skin day. No, nah, in my day, if you'd admitted having skin, we'd just set your house on fire. <laughs> what on earth did that on my screen? Well, this is Chelsea's uh, away kit for the season. Nah, the stripe with the socks. Do me a favour. Disgusting. <laughs> there we are. Excellent. There we go. <laughs> I was dreading that. Dreading it. <laughs> it was beautiful it was it was yeah. delivered with appropriate aggression and disdain um we we were talking about this uh, with al foran uh recently on the show and al foran does a lovely um roy Keane, and he, what he does with Keane, he he takes it up here yeah all, he the does, time, yeah. all that and yeah. i said to him it's interesting because i'd never really gotten that i'd never taken that on board that actually Keane, for all his kind of aggression and disdain and snarling he actually talked like that there's there's very little in the voice it's in the it's kind of in the pose and the attitude isn't it yeah yeah and it's what i what i find in it's interesting because when i try and listen to him to to impersonate him um i listen to his analysis so rather than uh, i always listen to when he's kind of very passionate about um, Manchester United. He's talking, he's analysing a game. So he's very, uh, quite a bit deeper than usual. Um, but I think if I was to take a step back and maybe think, how am I going to impersonate Roy Keane? I would go a bit higher. But naturally, yeah. as a female, I'm probably, my pitch will be higher anyway than somebody yeah. like Al. So maybe that's the, uh, that's a bit in between. Alistair, we were talking about this because there, we would, mm. there was a little bit of horse trading over Roy Keane because I, I can't do him. And um, I was hoping Alistair would would do him, and uh, you weren't very keen because it's not one, not in your kind of not one, something you've you've worked on. Um, no, but, I mean, but we, we were thought... talking about the idea of of the female voice doing yeah the the male voice, which Hannah does so brilliantly. But of course, you've t- taken on some female voices, haven't you? And there's your Joe Brand, your Dot Cotton. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a long time ago now, but Joe sort of goes on and on and on. So, yeah, good for her. Ho, ho. Um, yeah, it's it's quite unusual. I think you always get brownie points with an audience, whether it's live or on the radio or even via Zoom and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well done, Andrew, with English. Um, for those people, it just doesn't seem to belong, really. But it's very difficult to get a pure sound. And sometimes I'm doing things and they've written a female voice for me to do if you're doing various characters. And you think you can't, as a male, get that pure female sound you can't but today is interesting because all these sketches we talked last time about 
which voices are suited to your own voice. And nearly everybody today is not an A-list voice of mine at all. And it's partly because they are all higher. And I'm much happier with, yeah. you know, people like Shearer who've got that, you know, deep thing going on. And that's just how they talk. Or, you know, years ago, obviously Hansen, he had a similar thing <laughs> right down there. And even the likes of Trevor Brooking, you know, who I used to do, you know, all years ago. I mean, nobody even remembers Trevor nowadays. But, uh, you know, he his voice as well was, you know, was quite deep. But uh, the people like, you know, Micah and Roy have got that higher timbre. I did listen to yeah. Micah just in case I had to do him, and uh, I'm glad I didn't. But the one thing that sometimes you try and do when a voice is new is, is think of a funny thing that will help you remember it. And the yes. thing with me, with Micah, is that he always sounded, when I was listening to him, like he's about to vomit. Yes, this, I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. begin to get but, yeah. <laughs> it's wretching yeah yeah and i thought well that's an interesting thing to think if i ever have to do it but i'm glad i didn't because yeah that's a lovely yeah. key that um you know sometimes i i always think um <laughs> something like um rain rooney i mean i can't really do wayne rooney but he always, he always sounds like he's on the edge of crying something about his voice and so when i'm when i'm trying to do the voice i think of that particular kind of emotion yeah. and that would be yeah. how i would try and feed it in yeah to the, well, the voice really is that, i mean is that something hannah is that a technique you use yeah absolutely i mean what i find is and that's these scripts today apart from roy Keane, i haven't done any of these impersonations before and i always need a one line to get into it so say holly willoughby you know it's dancing on ice i'm here in the studio or cheryl cole you know it's a fail like, I've totally, totally smashed it. Or, you know, I'm trying to look at, uh, say, Alex Vega, well, oh, I was really fantastic. No, I was really fantastic. And you kind of, uh, like, you know, Billy Fair's like, yeah, yeah. And you need that line to get into the impression first. Yeah. So with a script, it's sometimes very difficult because you think, I need to, like, get that key right first before I actually start or have that phrase in your head, uh, which mm. makes doing scripting very, very difficult. Um, yeah, sure one of the things that... I used to do a line in my last time I was doing a stand-up show live, which is about two years ago now, of what helps sometimes is the line that it sounds like they would say next, which is basically their attitude to life. It sounds like that's what they're going to say. Yeah. And for me, um, you mentioned Cheryl Cole, that reminded me, but one that I had with Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce's line that he always sounds like he's about to say next is, I can't quite believe they've given us the job, to be honest with you. Yeah. And it just sums yeah. up. Yeah. Or he's, or he's always like, I yeah. just want the Newcastle fans the Lakers, you know, yeah, that but kind I can't of thing. I believe they've given me the job, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl called my woman with Cheryl when I did her once was, um, and that's why I had to kill him. It always sounded like that's what she was going to say next. And that's why I had to kill him. This is very emotionless. <laughs> yeah. But those phrases do help. So, so sometimes it'll be a word or it'll be a phrase. Sometimes it'll be an attitude. I remember, Alistair, we were talking. I can't remember, was it, was it Robbie Savage, where mm. you were telling me you placed the voice coming out of the top of his head, or your head, rather? Is that? Uh, no, there wasn't Robbie. Robbie. Robbie just comes out of the mouth because he just doesn't stop talking. So, no, Robbie's quite, you know, <laughs> you just got to stand back from the microphone because he just shouts absolutely everything. But no, the one who goes out of the top of the head is actually Raymond Blanc. Raymond Blanc is a good idea. It's not like that, which is at the back, but it's sort of like this. It's on top of the head. It's very difficult to describe as you don't know Raymond Blanc or don't understand the voices, but that's a different placement. I don't know if that's an, uh, a kind of an actor's approach to producing a voice. I certainly, for me, it was everything was, you know, I'd probably start with what's the feel of it, what's the accent that I'm going to try and emulate, and then start working in, mm -hmm. you know, the kind of the layers of the voice and the nuances yeah. and the little touches and the ticks that that inform it but you know as i've said many times on this uh, on this show i'm 
I'm the least forensic impressionist in in the world, and I'm probably talking to the most forensic impressionist in the world, <laughs> Alistair. You know, I know that you, you know, you're probably going down to the the postcode to get get that accent right, and that, Normally, that's not your... with the characters today. <laughs> <laughs> They're all people I've looked at well, and we... gone, not for me. <laughs> and then here they all are. It's a question all you get time. Interviewers love to say, is there anybody you can't do? And you go, well, there's a few people I can't do, but actually today... <laughs> yeah, today, is, today it's all the scripts. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, this is, a, this is a cracker. We're going to do a line of duty sketch, which right, is, okay. uh, right. I think it's time we got onto this one. This is written by Gregor Patton. This might, might be Gregor's first sketch on the show, and it's a, it's a beauty. And uh, we've got a lot of characters here. I, I'm going to take Ted Hastings because... I, well, because I want to really, and I, I, Alistair didn't put his hand up for that, and you weren't, you don't really watch Line of Duty, Alistair. So that's a well, issue, no, I'm it? allergic to police things and murder, so uh, right. that was both of them. So uh, no, I've never seen it, but I've only seen it through Gogglebox, which is a great shorthand for impressionists. If you don't want to watch the whole program, just watch Gogglebox. I know everything <laughs> that happened to Line of Duty; they showed it every bloody week. So I know well, all about age. It, you're going to take on Stevie on Anna, who I would normally do like that as a sort of. A, a well, that's of very things. good. Effort, effort, you know. So, but you're doing that. Um, yeah. I'm going to do Ted. Yeah. We've got Eric Knowles, which you, I think you do. You, you want to do Eric Knowles for us? Yeah, again, I quite like know those fussy old but... presenter types. <laughs> you wouldn't like that, would he? Uh, I've never really watched him. I did listen to Hastings, but you do Hastings. I'll. I'll, I'll I'm going to do do Hastings. I need to put some effort in. Yeah, um, and you know, and then we've got Fleming, of course. We've got Kate, yeah. Kate yep. Fleming. Uh, and that will be and Davidson. We've got Davidson as well. Who's, um, who's doing Davidson? David, you're doing Davidson. She she's a Scottish lady, isn't she? Where she's very much at the back of her mouth and says no comment. Yeah. that kind of I lady. Right, I'm doing her. Okay. okay, so we've got um, line of duty, off duty, and you're the stall holder. Will I do the stall holder? I'll do the stall holder because it's either side of yours. You'll do the stall holder. Okay, right, let, so um, here we go. Right, there we go. I haven't read through this, the Davidson. I do apologise. Okay, right, let's do it, let's do it. <clears throat> There's not much of it. There's not much of it. Joining us on Bargain Hunter, two teams looking to nick a profit. First up, it's the red team, workmates Ted Hastings and Joe Davidson. Ah, uh, you need to get your facts straight, Sonny boy. I may know the wee lassie through work, but I wouldn't be so bold as to see we're actual mates. What do you say, DCI Davidson? No comment. I think you'll find it's me and Kate on a blue team that are mates. Okay, well, here's £300 for each team to spend on three items. Don't touch that, Joe. We can't be seen to be taking money from unauthorised sources under any circumstances. Any circumstances. It's okay, sir. He is the BHP. I know very well he's the bargain hunt presenter, but BHP or no BHP, we can't have any part in underhand dealings. Any part. Okay, teams, your hour starts now. What do you think about this, sir? It's a complete set of Royal Dalton figurines from a Christmas nativity scene. Just a Virgin Mary and a wee donkey. Yeah, they're all there, as well as Joseph and the three wise men. I'm here for one thing and one thing only. Bent copper. Like this arts and crafts twisted copper hat stand. Well spotted. Good work, Joe. Bag it up and stick it in the van and not a word to anyone else about this. Understand? 
Not a word. So that's one item for the Reds, but what have the Blues got their eye on? I love retro clothes, mate. What do you think of this rain, mate? Mate. A rain, mate, mate? What's a rain, mate, mate? It's a sort of plastic hood that protects your hair from the rain, mate. I don't like it, mate. What about this set of Beatles figures? I found Paul McCartney, John Lennon, and I think this one is George Harrison, mate. Mate? Mate! Sorry, mate. I'm looking for the fourth man, mate. Oh, don't worry about Ringo, mate. Here's a Harry Potter figure. We could draw a beard on it with a magic marker and say it's Ringo, mate. We are AC12, mate, and we can't bend the rules by passing off a beardy Harry Potter as a Ringo star, mate. We're better than that, mate. There's an Elton John figure here, mate. Give the magic marker, mate. Well, that's one item each, but it looks like it's about to kick off as both teams are heading for the same store. Now, I don't like to prank you two, but we have had our eye on this stall since the hour began, and we have had first dibs on anything the stallholder has to offer. What bargains do you have for us, fella? Oh, these are really, really special. These, they're in their original box, which bears the magical name of Tiffany's, no less. They are absolutely stunning. Hurry up, fella. The suspense is killing me. All right, all right. If I remove the lid very carefully, look at this stunning pair of clasps. Buckles. Buckles. Mother of God. What an anti-climax. Climax? Climax? <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought I did it so well up to then. That was then so I, good. Then, you were brilliant. I that climax. was really good. <laughs> it was really good. Well, it does, you know, there is something to be said for putting some work in. Your Fleming was absolutely brilliant. You've just learned that. So how, how have you, what process have you gone through to nail that down? Um, I think, well, it's a, it's a, I like doing regional accents. So uh, I, I love, my, my mum's Scottish and my dad's Irish. So what actually happened uh, growing up is, you know, on Christmas Day, you'd ring in Scotland, do it, hey, had a wee nice day, honey, what have you been doing? And then we'd ring my my like father's parents about, have you had a nice day, Hannah? What have you been doing? Have you had turdy turdy presents? Have you said don't? And it's kind of, ever since I've been younger, I've loved to imitate. And I actually get um, anxiety sometimes when I do a Scottish accent because when I was about 11, um, I thought to my friend, why don't we Skype school? I'll phone school, just pretend to be my mum, I'll do a Scottish accent, it'll be fine. Um, we sat in the, the park and had a calippo and uh, received a phone, I phoned school with my uh, my new phone, you know, the like retro ones where it cost about a pound to ring a landline. And then um, I phoned at the school, I was like, oh, hello, it's Mrs. Creelman here. Hannah would be in today. She's having a photo shoot with Nina. And we were sat there laughing at, you know, the swings. And then um, I actually spoke to um, my mum's friend who was a receptionist. Um, had a conversation how my mum had lost a pound. Oh, I've lost a pound at Weight Watchers this week, start of the week, see you next week. <laughs> next thing, my form tutor was actually stood behind the receptionist and said, no, Hannah's not at a photo shoot with Nina. Phone her mum and see where she is. Now, the worst part about that wasn't having my uh, my prefect tie removed. It was the fact that the, the receptionist made my parents sit down with my form teacher and said, go on then, Hannah, what did you say? And I was like, Hello, it's Mrs. Creelman here. And they're like, yeah. And then what did you say? I lost a pound at Weight Watchers. And I was like, this, it was the worst experience because they made me repeat the whole thing. And, and my yeah. mum was like this. 
the whole time. And I thought, I can't believe I've just mimicked her. But the, the receptionist was like, what really upset me, Hannah, is I really thought I was speaking to your mum. And I was like, but you should be so proud of me that I sounded so so much like her. So every yeah. Friday after after that in assembly, the teachers each week used to get me to impersonate another teacher just for just to take the mickey out of the teachers, really. So that was yeah. kind of, uh, yeah, I just get a bit nervous with the Scottish accent because I always feel like my mum's going to come and take my tie, my prefect tie off me or something, which is, I'm 35 years old, it's not going to happen. But, you know, it, it gets me a bit scared. Well, I, I don't know, I guess most impressionists have had a go at, you know, can I do every accent around around the country? Is, Hannah, is that one of, you know, have you taken that journey? I have, yeah. I, I actually did a, a video on my YouTube of that, of uh, with a map just going around the UK. You know, sort of starting in Newcastle and that, going to Yorkshire, and going over to Wales. You know, Northern Ireland as well, and then you go to Birmingham. You know, then the Midlands and that like, and it Duck, and then you know down to London and all that. You know, it's really nice all the way. Um, but it's it's trying to get the the accents in as quick as you can to make a yeah. short, sharp video. That's um, yeah, it's it's fun though. It's. Uh, you imagine yourself being in a car and stopping off at a, a service station en route. Um, mm. and, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. It's, um, the accents in this country are just fascinating. I just find them mm. amazing, really. Mm. The ones yeah. that uh, I, I was brought up in Worcestershire, and uh, I always had a slight bee in my bonnet. And it's not, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody else, that when you hear a rural accent done, people just tend to do an OOR accent wherever you are. And yet there's such a variety from, oh, I live near in Shropshire now, and the Shropshire accent is different because it's nearer to Wales. But Herefordshire is different because that's slightly nearer to Worcestershire, which is different again where I came from because that's nearer to Birmingham. And then yeah. the one, one of my favourite rural accents, which I, you, I'm just starting to hear in football for the first time, is actually uh, Chris Sutton because he's from Norwich, and you're starting to hear that that sound a bit. And uh, you know, you, you never heard that one before, and he's doing it because he's from Norfolk, and it's a very hard one to do actually. Yeah. And uh, I, I love that one, but you never hear that, and you never hear it done very well by anybody who's imitating it. And Cornwall and Devon, and they're all different. Plymouth, you know. But again, yeah. you hear somebody from that area. I remember. Trevor Francis years ago was one of my favourite people to do. And uh, I had no idea that uh, Trevor's accent was actually very uh, typical of Plymouth. I just thought it was the way Trevor talked. When you hear people from Plymouth, you, you realise that, uh, you know, he, he's actually got that accent that, uh, that is, is very uh, specific to that area. He's one of those people that always strikes me as having a blocked nose. Everything's blocked. You know, all those sinuses are struggling, <laughs> desperate for some Vicks, just to release it all. Um, it's all a bit like Kiss Starmer, isn't it? It's got a lot slightly... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's a tough accent. We've been working on that. I know Alistair, um, Rory Brenner was having a go at Kier, and he's done a brilliant job with it on the show. But we've sort of coming away from it feeling it's, it's a tough one to nail that, just to... It's almost like a robotic... <laughs> <laughs> thing going on anyway we're gonna do the third sketch now uh happily i'm not in it and it's mary berry on life stories this one is by our script editor and frequent contributor uh, rachel e thorne we've got piers morgan uh which is uh, i don't know if that's on your b or c list alistair but it's you know, we're going to hear yeah, it. Definitely seen this, but the sheet doesn't stand for <laughs> A, B, and C. And we've got Mary Berry. So that will be for Hannah. I'm going to yeah. just have a cup of char. And uh, so this is it. It's, uh, it's Mary Berry on Life Stories and Take It Away, Piers. Okay, so welcome back to Life Stories with me, Piers Morgan. Say, Mary Berry, I'm delighted to have you uh, on the show again, especially uh, since you were made a dame in the Queen's Birthday Honours list last autumn. 
Thank you. It really is the icing on the cake. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, very witty, Mary. Well done. Of course, you were honoured with a CBE, weren't you, in, uh, in 2012? Well, yes, good point. That was the icing on the cake. Being a dame is the cherry on top. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And uh, now, I believe you trained originally at uh, the Cordon Bleu School in France. I cut my mother's apron strings and rolled up my sleeves and rose to the occasion. Uh, but you're best known, aren't you, for being a judge on, uh, well, several baking programmes. Is, uh, is, that, is that difficult? It's a piece of cake. <laughs> but how did you feel when your partnership with Paul Hollywood ended? Well, he, he was in it for the dough. Yeah, but weren't you horribly hurt? It's just the, the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, all right, Mary, Mary, can you stop the baking puns, all right? I mean, you know, I'm trying to wink out some, some sort of deep-seated emotional demons here. Well, look, pal... You asked for it. I've had to put up with 10 years of people making fun of my soggy bottom, and I'm sick of it. So from now on, I only answer in baking puns. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. Take your point. Take your point. Take your point. I'm sorry. Okay. Satisfied? Now, please, answer properly. No. Well, why not? Because you can't have your cake and eat it. Lovely, lovely, lovely stuff. Um, Mary Berry with that lovely cut glass uh, delivery. Alistair, I, don't, I, I think that has moved from C to B list, if I'm honest. Well, that was, <laughs> <laughs> if, if anything, it's, it's edging towards the A list. It was really good, actually, because amazing. he's difficult, isn't he? He's one of those voices. I'll tell you why he's difficult. If you, if you just let me speak, I'll tell you why he's difficult, all right? He's <laughs> difficult because to get an impression of him, you've got to watch him. That's why he's difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's Watching true. That, it. a, there's a lot in the, the movement and the... Uh, the, the no, I, no I mean, you've actually yeah. got to spend time listening. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I was yeah. being very rude about Piers Morgan. He, I watched his interview with Keir Starmer, uh, partly because I thought I should work on a Keir Starmer impression, but um, I haven't done yet. But um, Piers was so bullish in that interview and it was it was just mm. rubbish the whole hour this is a rubbish bit of television all the things he could have asked him and he just was pushing on and on the same subject trying to make him cry yeah. about his background and his dad and you just think i'll leave it out here move on and he's being so aggressive you know and he's so he's so cold about things and he's just this sort of yeah. patty thing where he tries to get on people's side and you can tell he's just he's i, I just there are very few people who really I don't like in the in the world. But um. we, we've talked about that before. the The idea of doing impressions of people you really don't like, and I was I was took the view that if you could not like them uh, and do a good impression and show how much disdain you have for them within the impression, then it was probably just about worth doing. But the, you know, even, even there was some beyond the pale, um, and I'm sure Alistair, you would have done back in the day, Jimmy Savile. I certainly did him and i did uh woody allen and i feel slightly embarrassed to do those kinds of voices uh, i don't know if i don't know if you have a, a similar thing hannah is there any voices that people that you don't like or people to whom you know uh, whose voices you wouldn't try for that very reason i think a lot of the uh kind of like the kardashian you know like hey you guys i've been checking out function of beauty which is all over instagram you know that kind of uh the kardashian vibe that it's mm. one of those to tick off the list and if ever i do a youtube video it's like 
probably chuck a Kardashian in there, you know, like one of the the sisters, like, so I really love my sisters and my mom, you know, that kind of uh, thing that sometimes you feel that you should do it for the sake of it. um, But Mm -hmm. actually, they're not really people that you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to do an impression of Kylie Jenner or Kim Kardashian today because I've worked really hard on it. It's very much like a a token impression, really, that that tick off. Yeah. 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 Yeah, interesting. I I I don't uh, I mean because I don't do a lot of imp- impressions these days. I just do the ones that just re- that really appeal to me. But actually this show has made me well, it's forced me really to try and uh, address some of these voices and there are people I don't particularly want to be doing. Um I mean Boris, uh, fortunately other people are doing Boris for me, so I haven't had to worry. But there was a sketch we were going to do today but we ended up not doing uh and it was involved David Cameron. And I just, I was working on that. And Alistair and I, again, we'd, we'd had a little email exchange about um, Cameron. And I, I just actually just didn't fancy doing it. And that was as good a reason as any for me not to include the sketch today. Sorry? I talked to Rory about David Cameron years ago when, yeah. when Cameron was in power. And everybody was struggling with him and doing him here and there and, you know, n- never quite getting it. And then Rory... Yeah just got him perfectly and we were at something together which was rare because we were always booked apart so i never really see him and he did this camera for me rory that's fantastic and then when about a week he'd, he'd, got, he'd lost power yeah <laughs> thank god he just <laughs> got him and, he, and then he'd gone which is the same with football managers i was really crushed yeah. last week when uh, ancelotti left everton because he has a great <laughs> voice uh, ancelotti is very good for comedy and you know it's very very fun and then he's gone back to wherever he's yeah. gone back to madrid and you think oh he was going to be a mainstay and in fact yeah. you mentioned Rooney earlier on that's one thing always is is my ex-producer on my tv show years ago always used to say if someone's got a funny voice you can do them almost regardless of the material because the voice will make people laugh and Rooney actually never fitted into that category I would never have looked like him anyway for the tv but but he's just got one of those voices it's just very very airy and very slow and um it just doesn't put a joke across you know um the way that you want it to yeah. um i mean gerard almost is better because you know he's got that um and because he's more exaggerated yeah uh, there's something funny about it uh, but wayne's just you know very withheld and uh, it just doesn't put a joke across in the same way that you know yeah. you do your obby savage and you know straight away you can just say anything because people <laughs> will laugh because there's energy which is what he knows that's why he does it because he puts his point across he's engaged aging but someone like wayne so yeah the quality of the voice sometimes dictates yeah. whether you can then do them in comedy because they just sometimes no matter how good they are they don't make people laugh thanks for listening to this podcast if you enjoyed the show why not drop us a five-star review and subscribe on apple or spotify or your chosen podcast platform check out our making an impression facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Maestros. I'll be dropping clips of the recordings, photos and links to the shows. And there's all that and more, including all the sketches on our website, www.voicemaestros.com, where you can join our subscriber list and receive a newsletter with inside info about the show. Join us next time for another Making an Impression.